In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Colick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. New England's own Van Helsink, the mystical, the magical, the macabre. And all the way from across the pond, who evidently they sent my weather over here because it's raining out, is Mr. Parascience himself, Stephen Parsons. And we've got your snow from last week. Oh, and happy birthday, Ron. That's right. 108 today. 108. Who'd have thought it, huh? Yeah, I know. It seemed like yesterday it was only 107. <laughs> could have been worse. It could have been leap years. Yeah, we've uh, we had half an inch of snow and the whole of the United Kingdom um, is shut down. Wow. See? Anyways, we just oddly can't enough, cope. do you know what day today is? Uh, well, it's Tuesday. Uh, it's the day they uh, started to elect the Pope. It's Ron Colex's birthday. Yeah. Uh, uh, apart from that... Well, you know what? In 0604, so 604, and from the United Kingdom, Pope Gregory the First died. I, n- I didn't know that. Um, well, you I'll know, sleep. I'll I, sleep tonight. Now I'll I'll sleep tonight. Knowing that it's it's my job to inform you. You know that. That's good. Oh, I've um. I, I want to start the show with something slightly different, if I may, Ron. Um, really? Ju- you during put, today, you got to wear um, clothes for a change. Yeah. Um. We don't normally do requests, but uh, well, no, we don't. I get lo- I get lots of requests, mostly to turn off the Skype system and go downstairs and watch the television. But <laughs> um. Uh, I've been asked to give a shout-out to uh, the guys at Bomber County Paranormal over in Lincolnshire who are freezing cold and listening, and particularly Tomo Warrington, who's one of their gang. Uh, oh, cool. So, job done. So they're all listening in Lincolnshire. Um, and we've also got the guys of Norfolk Paranormal on, on the uh, chat room listening as well. Sweet. So how many it's paranormal groups do you have over there? Three. Oh, Okay. Thousand. So, anyways, um, we we are actually privileged to have a a gentleman on the show who is also a a paranormal guy as well. Uh, I believe I hate to say the MH word. Can I say that? Pardon. MH. MH. Most haunted. No, you can't. Okay, good. 
So anyways, uh, he is a paranormal investigator and from the UK. And, well, actually, you introduced him since you booked him. Okay. Um, well, it's more of a paranormal personality. Um, personality, I like that. Yeah, paranormal personality. He needs no introduction over here in the UK. Suffice to say, he's been on lots of things, um, but he would tell you that himself. Um, he's well known as hosting his own radio show, uh, which really? was called, yeah, he had haunted nine one one, which was you know what I actually the, heard of that. I, I in the States, yeah. I hear of that. Yeah, it was it was quite a scary experience guesting on that show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel I should get my revenge later. Uh, but he almost doesn't need any introduction, so good evening, Ray Jordan. Good evening. This is a bit of a turnaround. It is, isn't it? <laughs> right, you, you, you're never on the other side of the mic? Uh, not very often, not very often. No, but well, he's caught me a few times. We're pleased to have you. Uh, you know, actually... In the states, I did hear that your your program uh, uh, was it haunted nine one one. Is that was the name of it? Yeah, that was that was the radio show. We ran successfully for for two years. Unfortunately, we came to an end. Um, uh, but you know, all this is still going on now. Say again. I said the court case is still ongoing, isn't it? <laughs> well, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> something like that. So, I mean, uh, how long have you been really involved in the paranormal? And that's the question we always ask because, y you know, the field has really blossomed over the last couple of years. So we try to separate the uh, the newbies from the, uh, I don't know what you would call them, the ancestors. <laughs> I mean, the veterans. Um, veterans is a good word. <laughs> I suppose my interest really, really started when I was about five or six, and I, I, I can recall it as if it was yesterday, you know, investigating or playing, should I say, in my grandfather's house in the cellar. It was dark and it was, you know, dingy. And it was one of these kind of um, houses where he collected antiques and curios and his oh, cool. raw memorabilia. So to us, it was kind of really spooky. It, it, it was just, I don't know, I think I said, well, why I'm so bizarre now. It was magical. And me and my cousin used to go looking for ghosts and monsters. And we used to get a mirror and sit in front of a mirror with a candle and hopefully see some ghosts behind us. And we had kind of, you know, all sorts of bizarre things. And uh, I witnessed seeing my grandmother, even though I knew she had died six months before. Um, I, I kind of knew what death was, but I couldn't understand why I was seeing her. And I think, you know, from there, my, my journey grew, and I read books in secret, didn't tell my family in case they thought I was weird and sent me to a therapist, because <laughs> um, <clears throat> I didn't think they would understand. Um, you know, and it grew and grew, and then in 1999, I lost my two best friends three months apart through suicide, and that sent me on a new journey to find out, you know, once we dead, are we dead? Because, I, I, you know, do we just cease to exist? And, and kind of the journey's just grown and grown and grown, having my own paranormal groups, um, having the privilege to, to work on television, do radio, you know, do some really good stuff. Um, and I'm still searching for that answer. I think we all are. I think that's, you know, not just, well, except for Steve. Steve knows all the answers. But uh, other well, than him, we're, <laughs> we're all searching for, for that. And I think that's why most people really, well, really get involved. They want to know there's something else out there. At least the serious Yeah. Ones. 
I absolutely agree with you, but there, there's, you know, you know, I'm not shy of an opinion. There, there are also people out there who do what what we like to do, just to see whether they can get famous and get on telly. And you know, <laughs> bitch, That's bitch behind other bitch behind other people's back, saying we, you know, we've got this. What does this that. get at me, night? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> And in your introduction, um, I have no real connection with the MH word. Well, I mean, okay, we'll, we'll just leave it. Yeah. Yes, please. Thank so. you. <laughs> what's, what's, what's with the fear of saying most haunted? Well, no, a lot of people, because, because I've... Because I've done, you know, a show, um, a radio show with, with Carl and Fred from, from Fred's house, I, I get a lot of people asking whether I'm, I'm connected in any way to, to the TV show, and I'm not connected at all. You know, I just want to state that, I'm, you know, it's great what they've done, what, what they did, you know, but for me, I'm not connected at all. So, Ray, do you describe yourself as being sensitive, psychic, or...? Well, right you, now, Steve, if you, if you pigeonhole you yourself... Do you know what? I, I think over the years, my, my opinion um, keeps changing and I keep evolving myself. I mean, you know, give it 10 years ago and I used to believe everything was ghostly, paranormal, every noise, every knock. You know, I'd, I'd crap myself and run. Um, but I think as I've, as I've got older and I've, I've, I've grown, my opinions are always changing. As much as I want to believe, I kind of disbelieve. I, I just need the harder proof. I, I need that harder proof now. So I'm very open-minded about things. So I wouldn't say I'm sensitive. Right now, I suppose I could be because of, of recent personal events, but I haven't put that to the test. Um, no, I just think I'm, I'm just a guy on a journey, you know, looking for possible answers. Okay. The You know, the, the interesting thing is about the, that most of the – and uh, I hate to say it, the most haunted thing is, of course, to me, what really got me interested in the paranormal. I thought that was probably the the first show that I really enjoyed. It was entertaining. And, uh, you know, I love the history aspect of it. I love, you know, Richard Felix and, and the, the early group doing this stuff. And that really started, I think, the paranormal movement in its own right. But now it seems like anybody who has been associated with that show kind of like doesn't want to talk about it. And uh, yet, you know, it, it did serve its purpose as far as I'm concerned. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I, th I think, you know, it, it, if I'm honest, you know, I used to go around to my friend Maria's house and, and we used to watch it at nine o'clock every night on Living when it first came out. And I think that's what, you know, started my interest in my new chapter to go out and form a team and go investigating so you know i think i think that was a catalyst for many people um and but there are a lot of people connected to the show that just you know we've had on you know as guests on on my previous shows that 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 will touch on the subject of the show but won't go into too much details there's people who have appeared on the show who won't um who kept declining offers to come on the show i think because Maybe they know I'll ask specific questions. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And the interesting thing, you, you as a radio <laughs> presenter, um, you know, I, I don't, I'm sure you, you got these same type of emails that I have, is, is that you'll have someone on the show and they'll present a point of view, and it may not be your point of view, but, you know, it's, it's their 
point of view. So, uh, you know, you'll get people who disagree with them, and they'll come on the show and say, well, you know, I used to listen to your show, but you know what, uh, you know, how can you have people on like that and, and like that? I mean, did, did you find out when you had your radio show that was you ran into things like that? You oh, know, my goodness. People- you know, we, we even got reported to bad psychics. Because they said that our show, uh, someone said that our show was promoting um, the the use of mediums, and that people who were listening to show, if they were if they were very fragile or sensitive, that they might, you know, it might not help them mentally. Um, but the whole point of our show, it was a comedy-based paranormal show. I mean, it was a chat show. We played music. We had fun. Yeah. Steve knows. Steve was a guest a couple of times. We asked questions. Yeah. We, <laughs> <laughs> we, I can honestly say on air, I probed Steve very well. Um, um, uh, you know, it was just an entertainment show. We, we got people to see another side of our guests that they might not normally see you know and we didn't take it too lightly nor did the guests because they knew that what they were up for kind of you know so we 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 chose the people based on personality based on what they did you know not to promote anything at all but, but, you know, I believe everyone's got an opinion. Everyone's allowed to have that opinion. Whether I believe in that opinion, you know, I'm very happy to argue it. Um, right. But, you know, it was a lovely, lovely show to do, and everyone was welcome. I'll tell you what I find quite interesting. Um, we just touched back on Most Haunted again. Uh, when, when, when it first started, it did, um, as you've both said, spark a revolution, and lots and lots of people sat at home, watched the show, then realised that they could also go out and start looking for ghosts. Right or wrong, I'm not going to comment on that, but (laughs) what's become quite interesting in the last two years or so uh, is almost a kickback against Most Haunted, where they will use the locations um, that the show visited and the fact that the show visited as a validation of themselves being there. But they generally start off their own investigations, uh, the public you know, the public events, with something along the lines of, uh, Most Haunted is an entertainment show, we don't do it like Most Haunted, this is no, real ghost hunting. Not, and then go into, uh, you know, five minutes of slam dunking Most Haunted. Yeah. Um, but I think they forget that essentially it was in, in itself an entertainment show. Uh, based on a, a paranormal investigation, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think after the first series or so, it, people really took it, or those who were seriously investigating really saw it any other way. It was a good show. It, it, it ex, you know, it, it brought paranormal investigation to the fore. Um, and it served a purpose. It was highly entertaining, and it was, and it was great fun to work on as well. But, you know, it, it's become almost fashionable now to knock Most Haunted. Absolutely. Um, and I, you, I always wonder Steve, whether that's... But Steve, but you can, be, you can be sure that these people who slam dunk Most Haunted at their events, I bet if they got a call from, from oh, Antic God, yeah. saying, you know, <laughs> do you know what I mean, that, that, that we would like to work with you on a new series of Most Haunted, I bet their opinion would change dramatically. They would oh, be absolutely. in there, they'd be praising, you know, and I can't stand those type of people. Oh, there's no doubt yeah. about it, Ray. And, and also what's interesting, uh, we've had guests on here. I'm not going to name anybody, so uh, the, le- the lawyers can, can relax. But we've had guests on here who I know um, would have given their eye teeth and sold their own mother to have got onto Most Haunted. But publicly, they were knocking the show until they actually finally succeeded in getting on. Um, and then all of a sudden, they never mentioned uh, 
the previous criticisms of the show. Right. So, speaking, yeah, speaking it, of, it's Speaking about liking things, uh, Stephen, I, I believe that our resident parapsychologist has joined us now. Cal, you he here? has. Yes, I'm here. Happy birthday, Ron. How are you doing? Oh, thank you. Great for 108, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's a good old age. You're doing well. Yeah, it's good. It's you said good. you were 107 last year. I was. Well, Just testing. 108 this year. Well, can I, can I say, guys, I turned 69 yesterday. Did you really? <laughs> I did. Congratulations. Thank you. Well done. That's a good, that's a good age. Yeah, it's a good number, Steve. It's a very good <laughs> that's number. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but anyways, moving right along. Uh, so anyways, um, Jordan is, yeah. Okay, there you go. Jordan's um, a pair of training shoes, a pair of uh, baseball boots. It's Ray. Right, no, I know, you know, yeah, you know my I can follow on from the, uh, the most haunted thing that you're just speaking about with the people that have got the interest for it. There are some people that have even gone on to do third-year psychology and take on parapsychology, and when I've asked what was your interest behind picking this module to study parapsychology, there's been a, the odd one or two within a class of 30 that will say it's because they watched Most Haunted and they were interested in it that they wanted to actually look into parapsychology. And some kind of get a bit depressed that it's not all about running about in the dark with cameras and how they've actually seen it portrayed on the television. Um, <laughs> but even then, they have been following the people within it as though they're characters rather than actual people that have got, you know, lecturing posts or whatever else. Or, so um, they quickly became characters, I think. I think most of the people that have been on Most Haunted were characters, weren't they? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I, f- I find you a bit of a character, Steve, so there you go. Mm. I told you I was only ever Kieran's stunt double. <laughs> actually, actually, funny, quick, quick funny story there. Kieran and I were, were doing a pilot um, recording uh, about two or three years ago. It, it, it amounted to nothing. So, um, But we always used to have this joke about me being his stunt double on the show. Um, there was one, after the pilot had been filmed, uh, they... they put it all together ready for uh, sending out to the different companies. And they, they introed Kieran um, as being, you know, the parapsychologist, blah, 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 interested in, in, in scientific evaluation of the paranormal, and then did a close-up of my hand operating <laughs> a piece of equipment. So, you know, it, what goes around comes around. I actually so I was his hand. hand then. I was his hand double. So... Uh, oh. It's all right. He's been my butt double, so. <laughs> uh, I'm not touching that. No anyways, it's, it's all about Ray to show, remember? No, 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 no. <laughs> so, so Ray, uh, what are you currently doing, and uh, what, 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 looks forward, what do you look forward to? Um, well, currently, I've, I've just taken about eight months out of, of doing anything due to personal reasons, but uh, I'm gradually getting back into doing bits and bobs. Um, I've signed a new TV contract uh, for a new TV series, and um, I'm going to be filming out of the country for a month um, in the cool. summer um, in Australia. Um, and I've kind of, you know, I'm concentrating on all sorts of things at the moment. Uh, I've done a couple of charity galas. Um, uh, I've done a lot of live presenting work. I'm presenting at a festival in September. Um, so I'm mixing, you know, doing all the paranormal interests, you know, blending it with, with um, my interest of, of, you know, presenting. So I'm, I'm you know, there's bits and bobs coming in. Uh, yeah, I love bits and bobs myself. But any, it, it, 
you are also a, a bit of a comedian, I, I understand, right? Although I'm, I'm waiting for the joke here, but uh, I haven't heard it. But how did you blend that into the your, your paranormal experience or presenting? Well, it, it's it's quite a short story. I mean, we we, we had a uh, an investigation group which I used to. Um, lead but we all used to lead it at the end of the day um we were called uk5 paranormal at the time and then we asked to we we kind of had this camaraderie between the five of us um some of us hit it you know connected more with others but as a collective we, we were you know we we had fun and we enjoyed what we were doing we had the serious side but we also had fun and we enjoyed what we were doing. We used to investigate maybe twice in a weekend or every other weekend or, you know, whatever. And then we got the opportunity to film the TV series. And Wayne, who who um, was in the TV series, we, we always talked about, would it be great to have our own radio show? The, the other three didn't really want to do that kind of thing. But Wayne and myself sat down and, and we, we kind of almost like very in sync with each other we you know we connected very well with comedy we thought well how can we blend comedy with with you know interviewing people who work in the paranormal and we thought yeah and we just came up with it we 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 wrote a synopsis um and it got to the point where we put a show together we launched the show um we used to for two days before we used to prep the show and then we got so good at what we were doing we only used to literally prep half an hour before we went on and it was all totally unscripted apart from when we had a section called um 20 questions which steve knows all about <laughs> mm. Mm. oh we should have done that f- yeah fond memories yeah we, we should have we should have done that to uh, ray we should have took the 20 questions and gave it to him but the, the these 20 questions, 20 questions were about is- everything yeah, Can't the see. thing about that is because uh, they obviously recorded the show and I always used to forget to listen to the podcast before I did the second show, so the, the, the next set of answers were all wrong. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the show was, was I think, was, was very funny, you know, and I, I would say that. But I think it was, we had a great, great kind of personality to the show and we, we got quite, uh, the innuendo was quite raw, um, and you know, it, it was just great experience. Most people know me that that I enjoy um, joking around quite a bit, and you know, I get called out on it every so often. And and I say, well, the problem is that too many paranormal groups out there take themselves way too seriously because, after all, we're walking around in the dark looking for invisible people. So how serious is that? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, as, as Steve probably will, will, will agree that when when you do a TV series or, or you film something, you have to have that edge of humour, that that kind of lightness to take off the serious side because it just makes your work more enjoyable. I think. I think so too. I think it keeps you more attuned and more to what's going on. That you're sharp, you're awake. Because you know, and, and I know Steve knows. Because he, God, he did that that uh, whatever place he did fifteen thousand hours of it. And I mean, that that got to be as boring as hell if you didn't have any humor. Oh yeah, I mean, let's be honest, guys. I mean, paranormal investigation—it's slightly sadder than train spotting because, you know, as I've said before, train spotters at least know they're going to see something when they go out. <laughs> well, mind yeah, you, um, you know, mind you, mind you, 
uh, modern ghost hunters generally can guarantee seeing something if their Facebook pages are anything to go by afterwards. But of course, We're either, Steve, I mean... I'm either the unluckiest paranormal investigator in the world or I'm just doing it wrong because, you know, I sit there and nothing oh. happens. You're not, Steve. I, I agree with you. I mean, gone are the days where, you know, I sit for, you know, like eight hours in, in a haunted location with me lunchbox and me flask, eat me spam sandwiches and fairy cakes and and then just leaving the next day with nothing happening. Do you know what I mean? What the hell is a fairy cake? Steve? <laughs> um, it, it's, it's, think, think cupcake. Okay. It's a very similar thing. It's a British invention. Um, it, involves a cup, it involves a cupcake, a butterfly, and what? some pink icing, usually. Huh? <laughs> well, you can, you can usually... You take the muffin and you cut the top off, and then the top you cut off, you cut that in two, and you feel where you've cut it off with cream, and you stick it in so it looks like wings coming out of the top of the cupcake run. Say that again slowly, Cal. No, no, no. I've given it now. You can, you can accept it as it is. I'm not explaining again. <laughs> okay, when you come over here, you definitely got to. This is like MasterChef. <laughs> Actually, it's nothing like MasterChef, is it? I, I don't know. <laughs> you guys lost me. Anyways, back to Ray. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ray. Uh, evidently, you do have some fans because I noticed in the uh, chat room there were a lot of people saying, uh, "Welcome back. Uh, good to hear your voice again," and and uh, all that type of stuff. So that's. Uh, that must be uh, encouraging for you. It's really kind. I mean, I mean, you know, these last eight months, I, I have been kind of off the radar. You know, like I said, due to personal things, and people have been really kind, and they, you know, email or text or, or send me something on Twitter privately, and you know, it, it's been nice. A few people are aware of the situation, but you know, everyone's been lovely. Every, you know, I think. I cemented a, a, a nice circle of, of people is when I presented um, for Ian Lawman actually when he was buried for seven days on the oh, last. Oh yeah, night. yeah, yeah. Um, I remember that. Shame they dug him up. I thought it was still there. Yeah. Stop it. I don't it. believe you said Stop that. <laughs> I won't have a bad word to say about Ian. He's one of my friends. There you go. There you go. Friends. It was for charity. <laughs> How could you? Is that, is that why they dug him up? <laughs> Now, now. Actually, I, I, Ian, Ian and I get on really well. He's he's a good friend. Um, we work together on more than that show. We work together on other shows as well. And I'm sure I'm sure he won't mind the pun. Okay. I mean, you know, I I, I wouldn't have, have um, slipped into Ian's box like that for seven days. Do you know what I mean? And um, and been buried. I, I I couldn't have done it. And I think when I've talked to Ian, he said the worst part, one of the worst parts, was when he was actually buried, hearing the soil actually hit the top of the coffin. Hmm. That that must have been horrendous. I, I can't imagine. Uh, no, not at all. But uh, were you there with him, or were you uh, working remotely with him? Um, well, I... I wasn't um, presenting on the first night. There was some other um, chick doing that um, because I, could, I couldn't make it. But I was in constant daily contact with Ian. Um, mm -hmm. We used to speak um, um, on BlackBerry Messenger because he had a, a, um, a BlackBerry with him. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we, I was in contact with his wife, um, and I was in the chat room daily. Um, you know, telling people about his updates, and every night about seven o'clock he would do a li like a live webcam broadcast. Um, and then I was lucky enough to, to you know, present on stage at the final night when he was um, exhumed 
which is sound. I love that. Anyways, we're coming up on the break, so we have to take a break right now. Uh, yeah, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles International with uh, Steve Parsons, Cal Cooper, and Ron Kolick. And our special guest is Ray Jordan. We'll be right back after the following messages right here on Tojinet, Pararex, Ghost Channel, and beyond. We'll be right back. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place an oasis in this hectic world. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange, deranged. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Para X family. All right. Hi, I'm Ron Kolek, author and lead investigator of the New England Ghost Project, New England's own Van Helsink. And I'm Ann Kerrigan, the blonde bombshell, and I'm the lead investigator of East Bridgewater's Most Haunted. And we'd like to invite you to tune in. Ghost Chronicles, the next generation. Every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on www.toginet.com. So, so yeah, what are they going to hear on this stupid show? What are they going to hear? They are going to hear things that they can't believe are happening. Like uh, Beyond Bizarre. And Cemetery Tripping. Oh, that's your deal, right? Absolutely. Yeah, one of these days you're going to get uh, so scared of one of these cemetery tripping things that uh, you'll, I'll have to get a new co-host. <laughs> I am brave beyond belief. Nothing yeah, we'll see. scares me. Except so anyways, if you're bored and you got nothing to do on Wednesday night, tune in to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Dan and Ron. See you then. Listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Mr. Parascience himself, Steve Parsons, the rock parapsychologist, Steve Cal Hang on a minute. Cal, Cal, Cal. I think yeah. we better let, let Ron. I think Ron's been at the vodka cocktails again for his birthday. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, so good evening. Welcome back. We're, uh, we're back after the break with the rock parapsychologist, Ron Kolak. <laughs> <laughs> now you're talking like me. Yeah, I think I think Ron's been at the vodka again, guys. His teeth keep hey. falling out. That's the problem. Yeah. 
Ray, you've been around. You've been around the houses quite a bit, haven't you? As regards, I beg your pardon. As regards the paranormal, what what sort yeah. of? I mean, you must have had odd encounters, uh, paranormally speaking, odd encounters over the years. Um, what would you? Is there anything that's that's convinced you or left you, you know, doubting? Um, I have seen over the years, over, over what. God knows how many years I've seen so much fakery that I could I could write a cookbook about it. Do you know what I mean? Oh. You know, I, it, it's w- when you're working within a, a group that you trust and you see someone in that group who you trust or have trusted, and you've got it on camera that they're faking stuff. Um, that that's you know a blow to to everything. Um, I've seen other people do it. I've seen mediums do it. Um, but there's been odd occasions where. You know, I, I will hear something or, or um, how can I say it? Uh, something will convince me that maybe, just maybe, and I'll say it very loosely, that there is something else out there, you know. Um, but like I said to you at the beginning of the show, I need a lot of convincing now, a lot of convincing. I mean, there must be one one thing, wasn't there? Um, you know, one thing is that, that sticks in your mind is oh, absolutely. Know, a, wow, I mean, a wow moment. I, I don't know if it's a well moment, but it's a moment that made me think and question myself and my beliefs. Um, okay, I, that's cool. on, on investigation in Mexico, um, in a place called Monterey, um, I was visiting a friend of mine, an American friend out there, and I was out there for about three weeks. And everyone's heard of the Frank's box, um, you know, this bit of equipment. And the I hooked up with a, a Mexican paranormal team, and we um, luckily I had a... Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, the Did they wear masks, by the way? Sorry? Did they wear masks? No, they didn't. <laughs> okay. I, 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 you know, the, the Mexican wrestlers wear masks. I was just wondering. That's right. He's definitely going to vodka. He's definitely going to go on. The thing is, Ron's actually seeing them right now. They're surrounding him. Mexican wrestlers wearing masks. <laughs> Well, I have, Sorry, to say, I have to say, no, no, I have to say you're putting a, uh, an image in my head, but that's a different story. Um, <laughs> all right, go on, go on. Ignore me. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, and yeah, so, get in so, the naughty so, chair. <laughs> so these are um, these um, Mexicans, non-mask wearers, were, were using a Frank's box. We were in a cemetery, um, and we were outside of a, a, a kind of um, a mausoleum. Which, um, which have, uh, there was a girl in there called Nina, and apparently she's meant to communicate very closely with, with people. And I'm, I'm, I'm not really convinced about the Frank's box or what have you. Um, so they were using it, and I thought, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, be open-minded. I'll, I'll, you know, give my opinion if I'm asked. And they tuned it and tuned it, and they couldn't pick up any kind of reception, or, or there was no frequency or nothing. But all of a sudden, a young girl's voice came out uh, of, the, of, the, of the Frank's box. And I, I, I kind of, if I'm honest with you, I was a bit flawed. Um, the translator said that the voice was saying, hello, hello, um, why are you here, why are you here? And then she began, this voice, this young girl's voice began to turn very, very nasty. And at that point, I, I said, I think we should leave. Oh, that's cool. Um, so that, that I, I always question... Did I really hear that? 
was it a case of that that was was it picking up on on something else you know was there a reception uh, was, was it a children's radio show i don't know but i've always questioned it ever since always i i won't say it was definitely a spirit a ghost or whatever i can't say that because i don't know but but i don't, you know i'm very open minded about it um before before we before we go on to the next question, we've got one from the chat room. I just uh, from breaking news uh, from the Vatican, the cardinals have failed to elect the new pope at the first vote. So um, they black smoke has been seen rising from the chimney. So they've obviously burnt the tea as well. Oh no! So that's that's the breaking news from Vatican City, and we have a question from the chat rooms um, to ask Ray if he will be investigating in the UK anytime soon. Um, there, there are, <clears throat> excuse me, there, there are a couple of things in the pipeline, but they're more towards kind of summer, end of the year. Um, I, I've really been concentrating on, on, you know, getting myself together, you know, Steve's aware of, um, getting back on track, but I would like to do kind of more private, more personal investigations rather than do bigger or go to events because I think, for me, as much as, you know, they're great, but I would, I would rather have a proper, you know, an investigation, not, not what I call an experience. Uh, there's a follow-up question, actually, from, I think it's probably, uh, might be Tim Jones, but uh, he wants to know sure, from his... Tom Jones. Might be Tom Jones. <laughs> yeah, I rather suspect it's Tim Jones, though. Um, okay. <laughs> from the historical rather than the paranormal uh, perspective, what would be your favourite UK location? Do you know, I've been, asked that, I've been asked that so many times. I don't think oh, I've sorry. Got... Tim, no, no. you've asked the wrong question. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've got one. I think every, every place that I've been to and every, every place that I have an opportunity to travel to, whether it's in this country or out of the country, um, it all means something to me. You know, yeah, it's some right dumps. Well, so have I, but, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know if I can use language like that on this show. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you, you know, uh, but everyone, I can't specifically say, honestly, everyone means a lot, a lot to me, you know, and I'm just grateful that I get an opportunity to, to visit these places. So, so Ray, when you do investigating, I mean, do you, how do you do it? Do you do it? Uh, I mean, do you have all the equipment? Do you roll out the truck and the, and the, the dollies and set up all the screens and the remote cameras and that, or, or do you do more handheld stuff and kind of walk around? Do you use mediums? Uh, you know, that's a great question. When, when we first started, we, we, we invested. We had thousands of pounds worth of equipment, honestly. You know, once you set a team up, you, you know, we all get excited about what we're going to do. And we believe this bit of equipment's going to work here. That'll work there. But I think as, as we've grown and as I've grown, I think you, for me, I, I want to I've started to go back to the old school where you don't need all that kind of equipment. I've got a dictaphone. I've got a handheld camera, um, a couple of other bits and pieces, and that's all I believe that we need. Ron is actually a big fan of paranormal equipment, Ray, so uh, you're you're going out onto thin ice here. Because if if it's got flashing lights on it and a PP3 battery, um, and probably <laughs> uh, you can you can bet it's it, it's uh, it's in Ron's toolbox. That's absolutely I'm sh- correct. I'm sure it is. Um, but um, 
Oh, that's put me right off track now. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, Steve. that's Steve. He does that. I apologize for him. We usually don't allow him to talk much, but today he's speaking what more than found, <laughs> What we have found is, is that when we have a medium, uh, when we used a certain medium, put it that way, we... <laughs> We can. We're happy to use them. We're happy not to use them. So when we don't use mediums, you know, then we we get the odd strange occurrences. I mean, I, I'm still very out on a limb with mediums. There are some, a couple of people who I I know pretty well who, you know, I would work with, but I'm happy to work without mediums. You know, that from my own point of view. And that's my opinion. I came up with a great piece of equipment, uh, or an idea for a great piece of equipment, a few years ago to to actually help. Really? I, maybe Cal can comment on this afterwards, because you know one of the things that you one of the problems you have with mediums is that uh, how do you de determine whether the information they're giving you is reliable enough? So we were looking for a simple way of of trying to ascertain. Um, whether the medium mm. is telling the truth or not. And well, it was it was quite simple. I mean, we just basically wired the guy to to the mains, and you know, <laughs> if he started talking crap, we just press the button. Um, mm. And apparently, it was ethically not acceptable, um, so we had to drop the idea. I don't know why. Uh, uh, Cal, Cal um, I mean, you're, you're the you're you know, it, the parapsychologist, well, the person who who tests mediums. Is there, is there a, you know, how can we in the field uh, determine whether the medium is spinning as a story or whether they genuinely believe the, 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 the sort of things that they're telling us? Um, well, if, you want, if you want to look at them for truth, though, you can obviously weigh up how accurate the information is and how easily accessible it is. But when we were working on the Scammel device and getting that out to the SPR, it was in doing that and myself going back to the office in London and actually going through all their things that we realised that some of the very early stuff they were using, which they had two copies of, were a, a basic form of a lie detector. They certainly had a modern one that was used um, at least 20 years ago or so, and they actually kept in storage. So they had used these at some point where you basically wired the medium up to a lie detector. Um, so, yeah, just wire them up. <laughs> Sorry, did I say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think... I think Steve's idea is quite good because it would work, it would wipe out half the trash that goes around in this country faking it. Oh, uh, we actually have a question, don't we, uh, Stephen? Uh, we have we have a, quite a build up of them actually. Um, oh dear. A request uh, from Pete in Southampton who wants to enjoy a private session with Ray at Winchester later in the year if he was available. Sorry, investigation with Ray later <laughs> in the year if he was available. <laughs> and uh, could we could we ask Ray? Does he think that ghosts know when mediums are around to pass messages through, and that's why more things happen during an investigation? And when mediums are absent, nothing happens because there is no one there to channel through. Oh, that's kind of a cool question, actually. And does he like Marmite? What? I love Marmite. I absolutely love Marmite. Right, I can eat my Marmite <laughs> to the cows come home. Um, what? Wait a minute. It was what another question in the chat room. What the hell is it Marmite? It was a question in the chat room. <laughs> what is it? Marmite. Um, it's a yeast-based uh, salty f uh, spread for extraction. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. extraction. It's a leftover from the brewing process, and it's divine. Yeah, we have bovril as well and Vegemite. Oh anyway, God, back to mind. the back to the question. Does does Ray think that ghosts know when mediums are around in order to pass messages through, and that's why more things happen during an investigation? But that's presupposing that there's actually a genuine medium there, isn't it? Well, 
Exactly, exactly. I mean, I could throw this question back saying, are ghosts and spirits exactly the same? Are, are they Are they two, you know, are, are they exactly the same? You never answer I the question with the question. That means you're I avoiding do. the answer. No, no, not at all, not at all. <laughs> um, I think ghosts and spirits... Politicians answer. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Um I think, you know, if I'm honest with you, I think that you don't have to have a medium around to, to get things. I mean, how do we know that things just don't pop into our heads? You know, your, your first thought, you, you know, a feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Could could that just be... A form of mediumship? I, I don't know. It could be. Could it be so the that things just... I th- Sorry, I was just going to well, say, so the things I think about mediums, is that mediumship then? Possibly. <laughs> you're getting they, the, you're getting all the thoughts, Steve, of all the bad vibes between each and every medium that hates each other, and they're all like, accumulating inside your head, and that's what's going on. Kill. <laughs> but, but the I, thing I, is that I see you know, they're going to be are... warming the tar and feathers for you when you come over here, Steve. I told I told you I'm coming like a missionary, Ron. We're going to we're going to finally put an end to you know like you send us the Mormons with their nice suits and the little badges on. We're going to come like over them. there and relieve you of the orb and the K two. Hmm. So Bless we have another question science. from Tom Jones, which is uh, pretty cool. Um, I'm glad Tom Jones listens to the show. Uh, anyways, uh, you want to take it, or should I okay. say it? Uh, does the, yeah, because it's written in English. Does Ray yeah. prefer Victorian methods of investigation, i.e., seance table? Uh, table tipping or the modern uh, equivalent um, using equipment or is it down to individual belief? I I absolutely believe it's it's down to individual personalities and beliefs. I mean, I don't believe in mediums. Uh, uh, um, Table tipping, Uh, I I don't, you know, I'm not convinced with with a seance or Ouija boards or anything like that. I've seen too much crap and fakery to last me a lifetime. I, I I, you know, I'm 42 now, and I'm, I'm still not convinced. I'm still not convinced by any of that. I think it's up to everyone's individual beliefs and, and uses to, to, you know, investigate. Like with me, I'm, I'm happy with, you know, a dictaphone and uh, a torch, a camera, you know, going back just very, very basic, mm-hmm. you know. I'd like to that. actually bring Cal in on that one as well, because Cal... Um, yep. The early SPR investigators, right up to well, probably what the even the the Cornell and Gould era, still mm-hmm. used uh, you know the old seance techniques. In fact, the SPR still uh, I know are conducting investigations that involve seances, um, and I I, I I tend to prefer the uh, objective equipment based approach. But what's your view on it as a parapsychologist? Um, the amount of times that I've watched them is uh, innumerable, but I've always stood on the outside and actually looked in and watched what's going on. I mean, fair enough, I do find it an interesting phenomenon, but my, my personal view, even though that there might be a scientific view for what's going on that's very fair, but my personal view is within the seance, nothing's really going on. With some of the early accounts from the SPR, there's some incredible things where the reported apparitions occurring and so forth. But with so much of the psychology that's involved in the seance, I do think that a lot of it is created um, through the mind. But then there's another approach. If you took an anthropological approach, then you'd sit in on the seance and you'd actually get in and actually take on the experience because it's all very well to be stood on the outside and just watch in. But they say, well, you're not the one who's experiencing it, so it's completely different. So if you adopt an experiential approach, you might have a different view. 
But I would certainly lean towards what you're doing, Steve. Obviously, you're more in the sort of physics section, but I'm still outside of the sound circle in the psychological domain, watching in on what's going on and how everyone's interacting. So as a method in hauntings and spirit communication and so forth, it's not something I'd rely on or recommend using, but I certainly have nothing against people wanting to actually try it out and see what it's like. No, I think it would be an interesting adjunct between the two um, because it's – and we have actually succeeded in doing it um, – is, is to actually set up the, the classical seance situation but have it yeah. instrumented uh, for objective measurements as well because I think the thing we're all looking for is this subjective-objective uh, experience correlation. Somebody says that they're having an experience and at the same time it's uh, – the phenomena is being documented and recorded by, by equipment, too. You, you know what they're um, going to say, Steve, that if that you get nothing, is that, of course, the equipment interfered with the seance. Um, well, there's always, everything's open to criticism, isn't it? Um, I mean, you always get criticism, no matter, no matter what. Absolutely. Um, no, I'm got, got, no, sorry, Steve, go on. No, I was just going to say we've got more questions to plough through. Ray is uh, oh, let, let, let me ha- the questions. No, oh, actually, I'll follow it on later. No, no, no go, go on, on. Go, go on, on Cal. No, I was just going to say, we've had um, Jack Hunter on the show before. He's from the anthropological side of things. Yeah. He has actually suggested that um, he actually brings in the equipment to actually monitor if it correlates with people's subjective experiences. Is there something objective going on? Now, he recently got um, kind of a grant to actually start doing this, but he's not really trained with the equipment. So that's something that we can actually think on doing and actually produce a proper experiment from it. But it need um, you, Steve, to get involved in that. So there we go. Get him, get, in, get him to get in touch. Yeah, we should get um, him to get back. Right. Um, Woodray, quite, quite a few questions. I know. I'm just trying to scroll through them now. Uh, does, does as, uh, we can't, uh, you can't name this one. Has Ray met anyone who believed to be 100% fake? Has Ray <laughs> ever met an alien? Um, who is the uh, daddy? That, um, <laughs> um, so, Ray. <clears throat> yeah. You've already answered the question. Um, have you met people who you believe to be fake mediums? Uh, uh, I have. have um, you have? I have. I have. I've met quite a few, and I've met quite a few. What I? Uh, how can I put this nicely? Um, it's not like me. Um, well-known mediums as well. Put it that way. That yeah, I well, so let me ask the other way around. Have you met any com- mediums that you mediums? would consider? Whatever. There was a Freudian slip there. Stop it. <laughs> Would you, have you met any mediums that you would consider uh, accurate? I wouldn't say um, 100% accurate, but there are probably about uh, three that I would work with again who, who, um, who know me but don't know much about me personally, um, you know, personal events that have happened because I've never discussed it, um, that I would be interested in, in, in working with again. Only three. Okay. Have you ever met an alien? And what would you say if you... You could have asked that question. I am. Okay. You just did. <laughs> I just did. Okay. I mean, I always say that how do we know that, that they don't already walk among us? Um, you know, we just don't how know. How you know ghost aliens? Who knows? Whenever. Actually, actually, guys, uh, we did... Um, was it Derek? Um, Most Haunted Live walked into a cupboard and sensed uh, the spirit of a deceased alien. Oh, how lovely. But he was talking illegal alien. 
No, no he was talking of he was talking of an otherworldly creature, uh, an interplanetary traveller, just before the camera panned down and got a close up of a Henry Hoover vacuum cleaner. Okay. Um, <laughs> who would who would Ray who would Ray like to? I'm sorry, Ron. I'm just ploughing through these questions. Who I would Ray want to work with in the future, other than Ooh. Ron? Um, what what I'm planning to do and what I would like to do um, is to. Um, go out to LA again uh, it's one of my favourite places on earth and do some more investigations out there um, you haven't been to England few... that's your problem I haven't not yet no there you go no. I haven't had the invite yet trust me once people come over here they never want to come back I mean uh, they, they just can't wait to come back <laughs> full of Freudian that's... slips tonight yeah, yeah, it's, it's his teeth. They're just not steady. It's the vodka cocktails he's been on since. It's because the clocks have gone back, so it's an hour later in America now. So he's he's had elevenses, and with it being his birthday, um, <laughs> who who would Ray most like? Oh, we've done that one. We did that yeah. one. Yeah, but he yeah, does sorry. have a good one. He says, "What's this deal about India? How about India? Is is India? Are there ghosts in 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 India? Do do Indians believe in ghosts?" Um, um. I will answer that when I've been, put it that way. Um, it's well, on my I, head list. I can maybe help there, Ron, because uh, this week I've been um, email, having an email, co- an email conversation with uh, a parapsychologist who, uh, who's based in India, uh, an Indian parapsychologist. about. work in a call center? Uh, no, he doesn't. <laughs> he works in the university. Um, he did try to sell me mobile phone insurance while there we were on <laughs> But uh, so yeah, the, you know, the the Indian subcontinent, and also uh, the, recently I've uh, been talking to a parapsychologist who is based in. Uh, sorry, I'll do it for the Americans, Iraq. Um, so yeah, I think it, I think we we tend to think as go- of ghosts in, in terms of uh, Western culture, uh, but we forget that right throughout the the middle far. Near East, um, as Cal's uh, been exploring recently, um, th- they have an equal culture of spirits and ghosts. Mm. And the only thing that divides their opinion is simply their interpretation from their own religion. Um, when you compare the characteristics of ghosts from ancient Egypt, and we're talking some five to 6,000 years ago up until what they experience now in Egypt, they haven't changed whatsoever. It's just their religions have told them how to actually interpret what it is. But when we stand back and look at it objectively and compare the characteristics, it matches every other type of apparition that you can come across in the documented literature where people have actually surveyed apparitional experiences and what people believe them to be. Um, so it's, it's interesting that there's sort of a universal phenomena and religion can't actually attack it or change it in any way. But it's great that religion has developed its own theory and reasoning as to why certain things have gone on. I actually want to go back to Ray because he originally, in, when we in the beginning of the show, before he knew us, he uh, mentioned that he had saw a spirit when he was young. So that being said, when you talk to listen to him later on in, in the show, he seems like he's not so believing as he was when he was younger. Is this right, Ray, or has your opinions changed where you don't believe as much as you did as when you were younger? I, th- I think I will always believe that that I saw my grandmother because I knew she had died six months before. Um, I, I, like I said in the beginning of the show, I knew what death was. Um, I wasn't so hot about knowing what ghosts were, even though 
I had kind of like an interest towards it, maybe an unknown, an unknowing interest. Um, but I will um, always believe, always believe that that I saw her. But as I've grown and I've, you know, set on the journey and and read books and and investigated and learned and you know learned by my own mistakes and. Um, I just need the harder proof. Um, you know, I think half the things that we, we, I probably see or have seen in the past, I can discount. I, ju- I just need it right in front of me. That's, that's mm-hmm. all plain and simple. I just need the hard proof now. So I yeah, guess I my opinions we... have changed. Okay. Uh, got that time was to the plow. Bell. Yeah, that it was, was the bell. bell. Uh, that was the we bell. can get that one means, more question in. That means the pizza's there, so that we've got to wrap it up. So uh, you, you want to sneak one more question in? You certainly can. Um, okay, why has a medium never been in contact with a caveman or someone from the very distant past? But I can answer that because they have. Um, but Ray, uh, in your experience, have you bumped into a medium channeling caveman? Yeah, I've met a few dinosaurs. Um, <laughs> um, I've asked Hi, that Ron. question myself many many times and every time i've approached a, a medium or psychic about it they can't really answer it so except i'm still going, in the dark except by going ugh and then dragging <laughs> some poor woman round by the hair uh, ron do you want to uh, start the start to uh, sober up and wind us up yeah i think we should uh, i guess today put the bottle down <laughs> yeah, I guess today has been uh, Ray Jordan. And Jordan, we'd love to have you over here in New England if you ever want to come over. Just let me know. And, uh, you know, I, I talked Stephen. Ray's on the promise. I, I talked <laughs> Stephen to coming, so that's that should be interesting in itself. But anyways, while I was talking to you guys, I, I really sat and came up with a great new idea for ghost hunting equipment. And uh, that, of course, uh, what happens? I mean, we spend so much time waiting for things to happen and trying to stay awake, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So why not? Why not come up? And I think I can do this: is get an old-fashioned coffee percolator. Hurry up, you can make you can make coffee, and we can use. Uh, uh, we make uh, coffee steam. now. We have espresso. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! We have a coffee machine for God's sake. We can use Steve's Ross uh, Code app, and the percolating coffee could actually give us signals from the dead. God, he has been drinking. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, you're listening to Ghost Carnival. Have listened, uh, whether or not you wanted to. Uh, right here, I told you that RX Ghost Channel Beyond from Steve Paz and Cal Cooper and Ron Kolick and our very special guest, Ray Druid. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night, deliver us, good lord.